Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a bitch. But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. Woohoo! <laughs> Welcome back to our number two of Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I am Joe Galina, the Fantasy Jesus, joined by the Fantasy Taz, Jim Day. Jim Day taking no prisoners, uh, just like that little... A snippet showed that he was on fire that day. And uh, also, he's uh, doing a classic. Uh, <laughs> he's taking on taking on all BFFs this week, too, Jim. Yeah, it's been a fun fun week on the Frenzy. Uh, I have a little feud going with the show that comes before us on, on the weekdays, the BFFs. Uh, so we're having a little fun at their expense. But, you know, two great guys. Greg Sussman and Frank Stample, they do a great job. But, you know, sometimes you got to throw a little smoke, have a little fun. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, cla- I love it when uh, it's a classic um, thing that happens in radio when uh, two shows do battle. Uh, two, you know, two DJs, two shows. It's, it's uh, great stuff. So keep it up. Yeah, unfortunately for them, it's like a kinder- kindergartner against a PhD. <laughs> but by the end you, you of the night, they're afraid they'd be of you? It's your boy. <laughs> I got to tell you, I hate that. When he does that, it's your boy. He's freaking 32-year-old. You ain't a boy. Get over it. <laughs> that's, that's Chris Venture, right? That uh, we're is talking Chris. Fantasy BFFs. You got uh, Greg Sussman, Frank Stample, noon uh, Eastern time, Monday through Friday. And uh, is it the Fantasy Football Frenzy or the Fantasy Frenzy? Fantasy your, Football your... Frenzy. 1 p.m. Well, Monday it, it, Although Friday. that could be debatable some days. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. So, uh... <laughs> yeah. They're Barbie friends forever. <laughs> now, they know their stuff, though. I'll be like Switzerland. I'll be friends to everyone, right? <laughs> so we were talking uh, Broncos, Bengals before we uh, left. Where, where did we leave off? Well, we had talked about the uh, Broncos improving run defense uh, where they had uh, kept James Conner in check and over the last five had given up uh, just 3.12 yards per carry to running backs before that, man, the Chiefs. Jets and Rams really lit them up in the middle of the season. but uh, So, uh, we're, we're, I guess what, A.J. Green, I guess it depends on your personal, you know, team makeup, right? That's what we kind of decided in terms of, you know, I guess if you can, in my opinion, I would sit him. But if you have no better options, uh, you know, 
you can put him in your lineup. What about Tyler Boyd? Tough matchup this week against. Uh, he's got, I believe, Chris Harris, uh, top cornerback, uh, against them. And then you got uh, John Ross, TD or bust. Speedy John Ross. Well, I, I, I find it hard to have any trust in John Ross at all <laughs> as soon as A.J. Green steps on the field. Right, um, right. You know, he, he did a little something with A.J. Green out, but I don't expect that now. And then with the, the Driscoll at quarterback as well, can't really count on John Ross for anything. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I do like Uz- Uzoma, Uzoma, whoever, however you want to – Pronounce yeah, the tight, yeah. tight end's name. Uh, last mm-hmm. week with, with Driscoll under center, he was targeted eight times uh, with Driscoll there. He had 13 targets overall, uh, the most mm-hmm. for any of the Dolphin, uh, any of the Bengals last week. Wow, I'm just yeah, yeah. I should have done my tongue exercises before I came on. <laughs> um, so I think you know he, he's a decent play this week as well. And John, by the time you get to John Ross, I think there's just too many mouths to feed to get to him. Mm got a prop bet uh, in this game here for Philip Lindsay uh, regards rushing yards uh, the over under is 70 and a half for Philip Lindsay who uh, he's, he's the number one guy let's face it uh, you know he's the number one back uh, in Denver even though Royce Freeman has been back from injury uh, Cincinnati uh, given up uh, almost five yards per carry over the past three weeks and uh, they've given up uh, also a league high 17 all-purpose touchdowns to running back. So you take the over or under with Philip Lindsay at 70 and a half. Right I like the over. Yeah, the Bengals defense is terrible, like you were alluding. You know, 4.9 yards per carry, 118 yards a game. Uh, you know, Lindsay has been an RB1 in fantasy all year, and I, I love him this week. He, he is definitely the guy, and then we're getting it done. Uh, small back, but, man, the kid just knows how to find the open holes and work his way through them very well. And, mm-hmm. you know, I just – I don't know. He, he's got, in his last two games, 189 rushing yards, three touchdowns. You know, I just uh, – there's nothing not to like here. He's playing too well. You can't even consider sitting him in this matchup. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, what about uh, Matt Lacoste, who's filling in for Jeff Uerman, who's out for the year? We're talking about the tight end for the Broncos. Touchdown in Week 12. Bengals give up the most uh, fantasy points per game to tight ends. You think he might be a decent sleeper play, especially with the, uh, you know, with the way that the fantasy tight end position has played out this year so thin. Yeah, he's worth a try. Absolutely worth a try. I mean, no doubt about it. He's got six targets over the last two weeks. Not big numbers, but you maybe know, with, DFS. With, you know, yeah, like yeah. If you want to punt the position, absolutely. Yeah. You know, worth a shot. No doubt about it. They're going to pump him in. They're going to you know get him involved like they did Urman, like they were trying to do with Jake. But it, it, right. it's the position, not the guy. They'll get it to him. He's a big player. He can make the catches. Right. And, you know, like you talk about, Bengals are, are one of the best uh, teams to go at with your tight ends. They're just terrible. They've allowed the third most receptions and, and an average of 68 yards a game to them. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, you know, I'm not saying Lacoste is going to have a huge game, but I wouldn't be surprised at all if he comes out with, you know, four catches for 59, 55 or 60 yards, get you close to that 10-point mark. And that's what you're looking for with such a low punt play in, in you know, a GPP, you want somebody who's yeah. going to get you at least twice or maybe more. In this case, if he gets 10 points, you're looking at a four-time earning. Right. Um, another thing I, I noticed in doing some research for another article, you know, the Broncos' defense, you know, well, let me ask you this. In terms of now, you know, we're at the point where 
typically 14, week 14, 15, 16 fantasy playoffs. So I, for me, this will be the time, especially if I've you know, rostered some guys that uh, I, I needed to use through the bye weeks, but maybe I'll, I'll never play them again and, and they're not a handcuff to a running back. I might toss them. And this might be the time of year where I would uh, uh, draft a roster to two uh, team defenses. So I was looking at the Broncos, man. And uh, week 14, uh, they take the 49ers on in week 14. And in week 16, which is typically championship week in most leagues. They take on the Raiders. And both of those teams are top five in fantasy points per game allowed to fantasy defenses. What do you think about rostering two defenses this late in the season? I'm not usually a big fan. I, I don't. I, I'd rather fill my roster with upside players on the bench than a second defense. Look, I'm not saying you know. I I want one strong defense going into the playoffs, and that's what I'll take, and I'll go with that. Um, mm-hmm. I, I just I hate taking up that extra roster spot for a defense when I can go out there and get another you know player. Uh, maybe like a Damian Williams that could come in and be a oh, savior yeah. if all of a sudden Spencer yeah. Ware goes down. You yeah. know, I, I just I, I like those upside guys sitting on my bench. It's so hard for me to play a defense. You know, what are you looking at with most defenses? You're lucky you score six, seven points a game in most mm-hmm. scoring. You know, even with a good game. I mean, you could have big blowout games, absolutely, mm-hmm. with, you know, if they score touchdowns. But if they don't score those touchdowns, you're not getting in. And touchdowns, even even against poor offenses, it's hard to predict defensive touchdowns. Okay. Uh, so what are we thinking about this game before we move on to the Rams and the Lions in terms of uh, uh, the uh, point spread and the over-under? So we have uh, the Broncos, a five-point favor over the Bengals. Broncos have been playing pretty well lately. They're five and six, right? Uh, knocking on the door. Are they five and six? They're knocking yes. on the door uh-huh. uh, for playoff berth. Uh, I mean, I prefer them at home. <laughs> but uh, Bengals really, their season's... Uh, kind of tanking, right? Well, they're still sitting in five and six too, so it's kind of hard to say. You know, I mean, Denver's playing better of late, and of course, losing Dalton uh, hurts yeah, Cincinnati, hurts. no doubt. Yeah, yeah it does. It, mm-hmm. As much as we don't like Dalton, you know, you lose a starting quarterback. The the, guy, the other guy was a backup for a reason. Most often, sometimes right. it works in your favor. There are times, no doubt. Uh, you know, right. we've used the term. Everybody's used the term. He's been Wally pipped before because <laughs> it does happen. Guys come out, you know, backup guys come in and all of a sudden go crazy. Um, Jeff so, Postman. you know, it happens. You know, well, uh, Drew Bledsoe got pipped by Tom yeah. Brady. Um, yeah. You know, it happens a lot. So I'm not saying it can happen, but mm-hmm. I'm not sure it does with Driscoll. Um, right. Like you were mentioning earlier, his accuracy is a little off all the time. He does provide a little bit more on the ground than Dalton does, but is it enough? I don't know if it's enough to overcompensate for that. I like Denver. Denver's defense is starting to come to play. I, I think Denver has. Ha- that's a, a good game here. I, I'm going to take Denver laying the points even on the road. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you on that. Uh, and, yeah, like you said, they, they both have the same record, but I think they're two teams moving in two different directions. Not that, uh, you know, I'm not afraid of, of, of the Broncos in terms of, you know, if I'm there, you know, looking at them long term. But, uh, you know, uh, I just think that the uh, Broncos are uh, moving in a – more uh, a better direction than the uh, the Bengals are at this stage, but let's take a look at the Rams traveling. So we go, we're leaving uh, Cincinnati. We're going to Detroit right now. Rams at Lions, and uh, we have the Rams coming off a bye, and they are a ten point favorite over the uh, Lions. And if the over under is fifty five, 
uh, Todd Gurley. He had a he played through the whole uh, Monday night game against the Chiefs, but I suppose he had a little ankle issue that developed, but he played through it. So hopefully this one week is going to help him because uh, I, I own him in a couple of leagues. I need him. Well, it should help. Yeah, definitely. The bye week should definitely have gotten him healthier, or at least a lot closer than he was. Um, and, you know, he faces a Lions defense that, while early in the season, you know, the run defense was very porous, they did improve vastly by getting Damon Harrison by the, from the Giants. Absolutely, um, yes. In the last last three games, they've only allowed 36, 54, 34 rushing yards and just 2.8 yards per carry. So they're doing better. That being said, this is still Todd Gurley. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you got a you know a Rams offensive line that's elite, uh, and you got a, a running back who's right now probably the best in the game. So mm-hmm. at at that point, you know you can't throw any smoke at Todd Gurley. Uh, while I may not love to match up, Todd Gurley's Todd Gurley, and he's matchup proof. I play him against anybody; it doesn't matter, mm-hmm. and everybody yeah, is. So not really course. like I'm saying anything amazing here. <laughs> right. Well, you uh, just every time you open your mouth, it's amazing. Yeah. That's what my wife says. That's why she tells That's me to you, shut it all the time. There you go. Yeah, your dentist loves you. Yeah. <laughs> well, he did get an extra cruise out of me, but. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, how'd that happen? Uh, I paid for it. You paid for it. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, no no carry on Johnson running back for the Lions uh, again, uh, still dealing with a knee issue. LeGarrette Blunt got it done on the ground and through the air, scored two touchdowns Thanksgiving, then had himself a drumstick. Uh, so, uh, I mean, we can't expect him to have the kind of week that he had last week, but he does have a knack for finding the, uh, the end zone, right? Then you got uh, Theo Riddick, uh, who's averaging just over six catches per game. Uh, in the four games since the Golden Tate trade. Uh, any love for uh, either of those guys? Yeah, absolutely. I, look, I, I like Blount in this one. The the one thing with Blount, he's one of those running backs that needs to get a few carries to get going. Uh, mm. It's not like you can pop him in a play here, pop him in a play there, and expect him to have big plays. That's not him. you got to feed mm. him the ball and let him get going, and that's what you saw last week. Once they started feeding him, you saw him start to go. And Look, uh, you know, he just gets so much smoke blown at him. I think he's a much better running back than people give him credit for. Because even in the chance, open field, man. yeah, he, even in the open field, he moves well. He, he's not he's not somebody who gets taken down, you know, very easily. You got to fight to take him down. Uh, he mm-hmm. can bruise through people, and he can find open holes. Heck, we we've seen him vault over people. He's very athletic, and people just don't give him, you know, the what he deserves as a running back. And, you know, with, with carry on Johnson out, I actually like him today. I, I think while I don't think he gets a hundred yards, I, I think it's very close to, you know, 75 yards and a touchdown out of him. Um, mm-hmm. And we, we know he could do, you know, the touchdown thing. He's done it before. And that's why they brought him here. When, when Patricia came over, the first thing he did was go get blunt because he knew right. what he could do. And, you know, he's going to use him a lot. Riddick is the same thing. Riddick has been getting so many targets since uh, Tate was traded. He's really yeah. stepped into that role. And, yeah. you know, both of those guys, I think, are very viable plays. The Rams on the season are 15th against opposing running backs. Over the last five weeks, so they're 26th. They've been getting run on, and, uh, you know, I, I think both of these guys have a chance to put up decent numbers against them. Yeah, Rams' uh, defense has been uh, a little more porous than we uh, expected to start the season, right? Um, 
Well, they started out yep. the season real strong, and then just injuries yeah. and other things just started pushing them back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marvin Jones, Detroit, the Lions wide receiver to the IR. Uh, Bruce Ellington, six catches in each of the past two weeks. I mean, you know, I mean, I, I can't imagine you're really using him unless you play in a 16-team league or unless you, your, your wide receivers are totally decimated. But, hey, you know, Matthew Stafford's got to throw the ball to someone. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, look, uh, he's he is the num- team's number two right now. Like you said, Jones on IR and Tate traded. He is their number two. Uh, he's had a 21% target share uh, since that's all happened, uh, since he's become the number two with 16 targets. So he's definitely getting there. And, you mm-hmm. know, the Rams secondary – giving up 170 yards to receivers. So both of these guys have a chance. I, I love Galladay today, but, you know, Ellington is, is definitely a sneaky play as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we're getting close to commercial, but uh, if we could pick this up uh, on the other side. But uh, in terms of Rams uh, receivers, remember Cooper Cup on the IR. Uh, we'll talk a little bit uh Josh Reynolds, who would uh, – our friend Taz thinks about him and his prospects for this week. You listen to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I'm going to go make myself a little margarita. Weekend Fantasy Update. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. takes us out, having me go get a margarita, and he brings me into this kind of, he's lulling me back in here, but I, I like this song. <laughs> What's it called? I think it's called Broken Wings, uh, Mr. Mister? That is Classic Broken Wings. Broken, Broken Wings? wings. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, uh, 80s <laughs> wasn't my best decade. No? No. What was your, what was your best decade? Uh, 70s, easily, absolutely. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Just the music. Classic lines. rock, Philly yeah, yeah, soul, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. R and some great R and B. Heck, some good hip hop back then. Some good disco, mm-hmm. even. Yeah. Yeah, you like me. You listen to everything, right? Because I could go from, uh, you know, listen to Frank Sinatra to the, the you know, the, the Bee Gees from the Saturday Night Fever oh, era to, uh, yep. <laughs> to uh, you know, classic. The, the only things I really don't like are, well, first, opera. And mm-hmm. second is the yeah. other thing I don't like is like real twangy old 
type country music. Mm -hmm. All my dog got hit by the train. <laughs> I can't stand that stuff. That makes me nuts. One makes me want to pull my ears off my head. Uh, if you're talking classic country, you got to talk Johnny Cash, right? That era, right? Yeah, but no? he, he wasn't so much twangy. He wasn't I could a put twangy, with, right? Yeah, yeah, right. It wasn't that you know slow, drawly, you know country yeah, yeah. music I, that that's what i don't like i like there's a lot of country music i do like especially right. you know nowadays the more explosive more more rock oriented co country i like that yeah. but that old yeah. that old twangy country i can't do it yeah country has, has exploded in popularity my daughter goes to country uh, concerts all the time so uh, i think brad paisley is one of the the big guys today right and guys like that and whatnot so some of it's pretty good some of it you know after a while if i'm driving with it, i need to change the channel but you know it's just uh that's it are you gonna are you interested in uh or maybe you've gotten tickets already stones are coming back for uh, another tour i was looking at possibly going to that until i saw the ticket prices <laughs> mm -hmm. right now that's the hard. ticket prices are two thousand dollars and above Wow, I, I like from, the Stones. That's from a scalp. That, that's from like a StubHub type of thing. Well, the, yeah, the, the the legal scalp now. <laughs> right, 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 right. Because they sold out right away. So if you didn't get that yeah. right away, you're paying these big bucks. That's the only way you get it now. And yeah, nah, I, I've been there, done that before. I don't need to do it again. Not for that kind of price. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw them in the Steel Wheels tour. That's like uh, what late '80s, early '90s, and then and then we'll get back to football. Uh, in a second, but uh, well, I think maybe their last tour, they uh, had a Saturday night where it was a pay-per-view, and I happened to be home alone. The rest of my family had stuff to do, so I ordered the pay-per-view. It was the best thing I ever did. First of all, they still had it, you know? I'm sure they still mm. do now, even though they're in their seventh. Put on a great show, got to watch it on my big screen TV, have a couple of scotches, no big heads in front of me, you know? Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> I think it was a, a, a simulcast from uh, the Barclays Center, so uh, I think Bruce Springsteen made an appearance, Lady Gaga uh, sang with them for a tune. It was a really a great experience. So, uh, it's And you didn't have to wait in line to use the restroom. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, and it was like fifty bucks instead of two thousand. So, uh, so, so there. <laughs> so uh, let's finish off this <laughs> Rams Lions game. We were talking just about the uh, the Rams passing game. Uh, Lions really have no pass rush. So Jared Goff, free sailing. Uh, <laughs> What the heck? <laughs> I don't know. Did, did Sean take flushing the, uh, the money down the toilet? Maybe I don't know. They, maybe, maybe, maybe. <laughs> or, or maybe uh, it wasn't me, folks. It wasn't me. The, uh, it wasn't me either. <laughs> but uh, so Cooper Cup to the IR. Robert Woods, uh, he's uh, going to be uh, running most of his routes on the inside, so he's going to avoid a uh, little Darius Slay. But Woods has been awesome, right? And uh, what do you think about Josh Reynolds, man? Six for 80, touchdown last game, big play receiver. Uh, I know uh, Brandon Cooks is there as well, but uh, Reynolds kind of like an under the radar. Brandon Cooks is there as well? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I, I want you to – well, he's not. <laughs> but well, I'm, I just, just like talking. the way you say that. Like, oh, we could just brush Brandon Cooks off. He, yeah, he's not doing nothing. Well, everyone yeah, knows he's about there, Brandon but he Cooks. doesn't do anything. No, no, everyone knows about Brandon Cooks. They might not be as familiar with Josh Reynolds. You want to talk about Brandon Cooks? You talk about Brandon Cooks. <laughs> no, no, hey, look, I'm okay with talking about Josh Reynolds, too. And look, mm -hmm. let, let's face it. I mean, 
Cooks and Woods have cemented themselves both as pretty much wide receiver ones on the season right now. They're just right. you know in the perfect offense for both of them. They not only get used in the passing game, but also in the running game. Reynolds, you know, in that number three spot, he's on the field so often. They played three wide receiver sets. Uh, you know, last time I looked, over ninety six percent of the time. So he's on the field all the time. And if you're on the field in that offense, you always have that ability to put up big games. Now, he's not going to do it every week. And, you know, I'm sure if you're taking a chance on him, there's going to be a week where he gets you a four for 40 game, something like that with no scores. That might happen. But his upside is still there. And I would take somebody like him. We were talking about Willie Sneed before. Willie Sneed has a nice floor of 10 to 12 points. He does. Mm -hmm. But that's also his ceiling. Right. So for me, a guy like Reynolds just has a higher ceiling. He might have a, a lower floor, but he has such a higher ceiling in this offense that I would take that over Willie Sneed's safe points. I mm-hmm. want the upside here. That's, That's what I'm shooting point. for now. Um, mm-hmm. So I like the upside in this offense. You know, Detroit's secondary is pretty good. They're they're not you know not the greatest in the league, but they're pretty good, especially with Darius Slay is on the field and healthy, and, and that hurts them a little bit. But you know with with this team, this offense moving the ball, it, it's hard to discount any of these wide receivers. Um, mm-hmm. You know I'm not saying I love them all this week, uh, but I, you know there's no way I sit them. Right, right, I agree. So what are we thinking in terms of uh, this game? And gameplay where uh, the Rams are 10 points favorites, I, I think that they uh, they could eclipse that uh, fairly easily. I'm liking the Rams in this game. I, I want to like the Rams coming off the bye, in the, but going into Detroit. Detroit not playing well lately, mm-hmm. minus 10. I, I mean, I expect the Rams to beat Trap? them. Trap? I, I'm kind of a little leery of that uh, mm-hmm. in some way, on some level. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a little worried about that. This is a game where they should easily win. Right. But Detroit does have enough weaponry that they could put up a fight, especially against the Rams defense that's just hurt and not playing well right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at home, um, I've been going back on this fourth on this one. I like these, you know, when you get such a high over under and you get a high spread, I, I like these type of games. These are the games I'm usually drawn to, but this mm-hmm. one scares me a little, I, it, you know, if I make this bet, I, I lay the 10 with the Rams. Uh, mm-hmm. But I also take the over. And I'd probably, you know, what I'd probably do here in this case is I'd probably tease both of them together. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd take the, the lesser points from giving the Rams and take right. the, the over and under down and then mm-hmm. bet the over uh, in, in a teaser. That's how I would approach this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, like I said, I mean, I, I really don't have any fa- – I think the – Lions. I don't have as much faith in the Lions as you do. Um, I'm not saying I have a lot of faith. I'm more worried about... You said it. You said it. I'm not saying I have a lot of faith. I never did, so don't put words in my mouth. (laughs) I have to to start calling you Scotty Angle. Um, So, uh, yeah, no, I I just say... You want to call me Dad. (laughs) Okay, let's not go there. He controls us, so... Calm, calm down here. <laughs> um, I'm just, you know, it's it just we saw what happened to, you know, New Orleans the other night. Right, right, right. I, I'm not saying this. I didn't expect New Orleans to, to lose. I expected them to win. I, I didn't think it'd be as easy as it had been because Dallas defense was playing good. But Dallas mm-hmm. came in and played a great game. Uh, I'm not right. saying Detroit's on their level 
as right. the defense right now. It's just there's something about this game that's just sticking in my head that I can't get out of. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, you're allowed to have your opinion. So am I. This it looks like this opened up the spread at six, sits at ten, but I still think the Rams could uh, could cover. I think I would take the under more because I really don't expect the Lions to score much. I mean, I think that they're. We talked about their uh, receiving core depleted. Basically, it's Kenny Galladay or bust, and uh, even their running game. I mean, look, you know, I think that uh, Blunt could have a decent game, but. Still, I, I you know I don't expect two touchdowns from him, uh, so eh, you know that's just that's just me. But uh, why don't we move on and uh, go to uh, one of my favorite games, only because of the weather. But uh, when you go to Green Bay, supposedly 34 degrees, light snow, 15 to 20 mile per hour winds. This is winter, baby. This is December football. Yeah, this is what you, you play for. I, I always love playing in the snow. Uh, uh-huh. It's definitely a, a fun thing to do as a player, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it should make it a, very interesting in, in this game, yeah. at least from the, the weather part of it. I mean, it does kind of neutralize Aaron Rodgers a little bit with the, you know, the high winds could have an effect. If anybody should be used to it, though, it should be him. Right. But when you add that to the fact that he hasn't been playing as well as we expect Aaron Rodgers to play, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it definitely, you know, throws a little shade in there. Who do you blame that on? I mean, I know McCarthy has gotten a lot of uh, grief, and uh, it's, it seems like it's it's probably like a foregone conclusion that he's gone at the end of the year. I mean, him and, and Rodgers really haven't been on the same page, if you believe what you read. Uh, and uh, I think in that battle, I think Rodgers is going to win. <laughs> right? Uh, uh, and, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, no, no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, uh, McCarthy has made too many mistakes. I'd be really surprised if he's back next year. Just challenges, in, in, clock management. Yeah, t- yeah. Time, yeah, time management has always been his his worst aspect. He mm-hmm. just never seems to have the right moves at the right time at the end of a game. Um, but Rodgers, I, I mean, some of that's got to fall on Rodgers. He's not playing as well. I mean, he had that nice 332-yard game, but, you know, around that, he had 199 and 198. Now he faces a Cardinals defense that is only allowing 239 yards and just over one touchdown a game. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, I'm, I'm in most instances, I'm not going to tell you to bench Rodgers. But at the same time, you you got to temper expectations with the way he's been playing and against mm-hmm. the pretty tight defense. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know. I'm having a hard time getting a read on Rodgers this week just because he just hasn't looked very good lately. Right. Well, I don't think it's going to be an Aaron Rodgers week. Uh, and, I, I, you know, the Cardinals' pass defense is better than their run defense, which leads me to – Oh, by uh, far. Tarts. Talk about uh, Aaron Jones. I think it's going to be an Aaron Jones week. I, I could see him rushing for 150 yards. And and we didn't mention it's going to uh, Packers are a 14 point favorite over uh, the Cardinals. And uh, if the if the Packers aren't going to make the playoffs, but they still haven't been mathematically uh, eliminated. So if they want any chance, they need to win this week. And let's face it, the Cardinals really. I, I mean. They're a bad team. I mean, they lost to the Raiders, right? So uh, <laughs> that just says that just says it all, right? Uh, Packers uh, play for the playoffs. They haven't missed the playoffs in two consecutive seasons since the 2005-2006 seasons, and Brett Favre was their quarterback. So uh, I yeah, they're about is, to do it though. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, but it's not a slam dunk for a Rod uh, whatsoever. 
but uh, like we said, Arizona, uh, pass rush, ranks number two in sacks and number three in quarterback hit rate. So not going to be an easy day, plus those wins that we talked about. But, uh, you know, I'm thinking uh, it's going to be a big Aaron Jones kind of day. I'm with you there. I love Aaron Jones this week. Uh, you know, Cardinals defense giving up 4.6 yards a carry, 130 yards a game. Uh, Jones is finally the number one clear-cut number one, getting getting plenty of work. Uh, you know, over his last three games, he's averaging like 93. Well, he's had at least 93 yards from scrimmage in each and five total touchdowns over those three games. So he's really getting going now. And, you know, with, with – the fact that he wasn't really used much early in the season after the suspension even, he wasn't really getting a lot of touches. You're talking about a guy who, who has fresh legs um, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, getting a lot of playing time now at the right time, going up against a soft rushing defense. I love Aaron Jones this week. Yeah. Um, He's one of my guy- must, you know, in a in – a, I'm just going to say in the DF, DFS in, in a cash game, he's one of my must plays. you got to get him in there. Yeah, I uh, created a lineup uh, earlier this morning, and I, I put him in there. Uh, I also uh, had used Ware, but then after our discussion, uh, you know, like with Ware being so uh, heavily used all over the place, I might change it. But I'm with you with Aaron Jones. Uh, what do you think about Devontae Adams? You know, we talked about it might not be in a uh, Aaron Rodgers type of day uh, and the wins and whatnot, but uh, Devontae Adams, man, I just looked at his numbers, you know, and just he gets it done every single week. You know, wide receiver four on the season per CBS Sports. Double-digit fantasy points in PPR scoring in every game so far this year. Uh, I wonder if he could do it again this uh, this week. Oh, I absolutely love him this week. No, no doubt. Just really no conversation here. You have to start Devontae Adams each and every oh, week. Yeah. And he's another one of those guys that, you know, he's really matchup proof. I'm not saying, look, we, when we say matchup proof, we, we don't mean that he's going to give you a great game each and every game. There's mm-hmm. going to be some down games for everybody. It happens to everybody. I'm sorry, folks, but it does. Um, but when we say matchup proof, we mean that there's really not a, not a lot of reasons to take them out. Out of your starting lineup for whatever reason, should could they bomb on you? Absolutely, anybody can bomb. But these are guys that you just have to start. If you're trying to look past them and say, "Oh, I don't like this matchup. I can't start them this week." Mm-hmm. Again, you're getting like George says, you're getting too cute. Don't get too cute. Now's not the time to get cute. Mm-hmm. Did you call me George again? Damn, I did. Holy crap! Why does <laughs> I have? Why do I have? I, I'm having George in my head right now. Holy crap, George! Get out of my head, George! George Galina Mr. Here. Kurtz, go away, Mr. Kurtz. God damn. Uh, He's probably sitting uh, there going, hey, it works, it works. <laughs> He's sending you sub- subliminal uh, messages, right? So uh, Packers definitely a, a better team at home than on the road. I believe they've allowed like just about 19 points per game at home and uh, almost 29 on the road. Uh, I what are we thinking about? Uh, any fantasy love on the Cardinals side? I mean, Fitzgerald's had three touchdowns in his last two games, but then again, just two catches in each of those two games. Uh, David Johnson's been playing a little bit better, averaging uh, 89 rushing yards, 4.52 yards per carry, three and a half receiving uh, receptions, and 40 receiving yards over his past four games. I mean, you start David Johnson, but I don't know. You don't get all warm and fuzzy about it, right? It's not the same as like putting a, a Todd Gurley in your in your lineup, right? At least to me, he's still a borderline RB one, though. Um, you know, he, he's still getting those kind of numbers. He's still, you know, 
somewhere in the 12 to 14, 15 ranking, uh, pretty much everywhere across the board, uh, even in, in this matchup. Green Bay's defense isn't the best. They can get run on. They're allowing 4.5 yards per carry, uh, just under 100 yards a game to opposing running backs. But Johnson is getting a little bit more involved in the passing game. It really depends on how much pressure they can get on Josh Rosen and affect him out of the pocket. If that happens, then it's going to be a rough game for all these guys. There you go. Hey, uh, Taz, let's moonwalk on out of here and come back right after this commercial. Listen to the uh, Fantasy Sports Radio Network weekend fantasy update. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Love this song, Sean. And I know it has like a like a, a, a weird kind of title to it. And you're gonna have to and me and me and Taz are trying to figure out the name of the song. I'm drawing a blank, I don't know why. <laughs> when you say it, I'm gonna know. It is. He's not gonna Sean. say it though. Uh, yeah, he <laughs> will. <I> say it? <laughs> yes, yes, please. Yeah. Otherwise you're gonna make me crazy. Please! Alright, it is Hocus Pocus. It, it by rhymes, Focus. right? By focus. Yeah, right. There, there you go. go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I said it rhymes, right? Hocus, pocus, by focus. Love that. Actually, you know, I saw a cover band at like a, a, a like a summer festival a few years back do that live, and they did it incredible. Even the lead singer, the lead singer was the drummer. <laughs> he did the, oh, nice, the vocals. Yeah. yeah, he did the vocals perfectly because uh, I definitely uh, recommend you uh, listeners out there listening to that song. It's a lot of fun. Back in the uh, back in the mid '80s, I used to do sound for a band, a local band, co- cover band called Yasker's Farm, who you know did most of the stuff from like the Woodstock era. Yeah, five guy, five guys that could do anything. Like it came right off the record. I mean, anything from Pink Floyd to Santana to Led Zeppelin awesome. um, to yeah. Deep Purple, and it, all five were so. So freaking talented, man! At one point, I told him, "You don't even have to pay me to do sound for you guys." <laughs> mm-hmm. Nothing like listening to live music. Good I live love music live music. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, well, I, that's hey, a uh, great point. Good live music. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a great uh, point. It's not like you're gonna, you know, go see a, a twangy uh, country uh, music uh, singer. <laughs> right? Well, I, I was actually disappointed. About two years ago, we went to see Kansas, who was one of my favorite groups back in the day, um, yeah. down at the, the down in Atlantic City, um, and the sound. The guy who did sound for them was just terrible. I mean, he mm. didn't have a clue what he was trying to do. I almost wanted to pull him out from behind the board and jump in and <laughs> fix it for him. Um, uh, it was just, it was nuts. It was making me crazy. 
And Kansas is a great band. So, and the, you know, uh, back in the day, they were one of the best. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. So uh, let's finish up with this. Uh, by the way, uh, we've been opening up the uh, phone lines at, uh, during the 3 o'clock hour, the first segment of the 3 o'clock hour. So if you want to give us a call, I know it's a big week for everyone in terms of lineup construction and whatnot. And uh, might have some questions as to what to do in terms of uh, maybe you uh, were able to pick up Spencer Ware. Uh, and I uh, want to know if you should start him this week. You know, when you picked up Spencer Ware, he, you didn't pick him up because you had Hunt. You know, maybe you just were just were blessed with an extra really good running back this week. And want to know if you should start him. And this is one of the things that makes me crazy. You know, you got everybody on Twitter, uh, you know, jumping all over Kareem Hunt. Oh, such a bad man. Meanwhile, as they're typing that in Twitter, their other hand is on their other computer going to see if Spencer Ware is available. Is he available? Right. Is he available? Right. Right. Uh, we, we feel bad for the girl, but is he available? Is he available? Is right. He available? Right. 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 Yeah. All right. We're, we're done feeling bad for the girl. Uh, we're going to, you know. <laughs> So it's uh, our phone number is 844-843-6879, 844-843-6879. Sean will open up the phone lines at uh, 3 p.m. So if you want to join us, if not, then just sit back and we'll entertain you and inform you. But uh, So let's take a look uh, at this uh, Cardinals-Packers game. Uh, do you think the Packers could uh, cover the 14? I personally do. <laughs> It's just for for a team that yeah, I, mean, I, I think they should, <laughs> but are they playing well enough to cover fourteen at this point? Even the Aaron Jones is going to do it himself. Yeah, he may. He might just <laughs> do that. Uh, I'm, I'm, uh, they should. They they absolutely should. Do I feel a lot of confidence in it? I have to <laughs> say, I don't really feel very confident in it. That's a big number. Right. Right. And I hate when you have such a big spread and then you have and such a low over-under. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's yeah, like, ooh, ooh, yeah, you're really mm-hmm. tempting fate there. And I just, that, mm-hmm. that scares me. I could say I could see this going like a, a, a 27-7 uh, Packer victory. So that would bring it under and that would uh, have the Packers cover. Yeah, and it's absolutely possible. Absolutely, I, I agree. I just again, if, if if this was me, I wouldn't touch this game. Right, and because I don't Pack- like either of these teams at this point. <laughs> right, Packers. I believe they're undefeated at home. Right, uh, they, there's a prop bet uh, if they could win a road game during the 2018 season because they haven't won a road game yet. Uh, odds are yes, minus 450. No, plus 275. Ooh, uh, will they win a road game? Let's see, who do they, they have? To, oh, they, yeah, they, I, I think they will because they got the Jets in Week 16. I think they'll beat the Jets. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they got the Bears. Chicago, yeah. Yeah, that's and that's it. They just got the Bears and the Jets, but I think yeah. they beat the Jets, so I'd take that. Yeah, but you got to wait till Week 16. Be well, well I understand that, but that wasn't the prop bet. You said the prop I bet. I know. I know. Okay, well, I, you'd be, I'd, I'd take I'd, that prop bet. I think they win a, a, an away game. <laughs> okay, all right. Boy, you're very sensitive today. Are you okay? I am. Yo, yo. <laughs> I, I agree with you. You know, you don't have to get all crazy like that and everything. Why don't we? Uh... <laughs> I can't help it. It's in my genes. <laughs> all right. Let's go someplace warm. We were just in the so is her, So is her hands. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> so we were in the... Uh... 
<laughs> we were in the snow in the frozen tundra in Green Bay. Let's go to uh, Miami. <laughs> Welcome to Miami, where uh, the four and seven Bills take on the five and six Miami Dolphins, and uh, the Dolphins are a three and a half favorite over unders forty in this game. And you get uh, this is a you know an interesting game. I, I mean Miami. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know what to say about these two teams. <laughs> Kenny Stills complaining about the Dolphins' offense. I'm open. I can't throw the ball to myself. I'm open. 20 receptions in 10 games for this guy. Well, see, when I was looking at this game, I thought this could be like a, a Frank Gore kind of game. And I agree with you. There's not really much to talk about with these two teams, right? But uh, Kenyon Drake. I like McCoy for Buffalo. I like McCoy. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. he should be able to run on Miami. Um, right. And hopefully they get him involved in a few passes as well. It would just be a little gravy. I like mm-hmm. McCoy. Outside of that, nobody else on, on Buffalo. <laughs> right, right. And then, you know, Buffalo's defense, especially against the pass, is playing so well that it's hard to like any of the Miami receivers. Amendola's out for the week. Uh, you know, Devontae Parker is questionable but expected mm-hmm. to play. Um, you know, Drake might have a good game because Buffalo, you know, that's the one weak as, weakness I'm for Buffalo. Is, well, I, I'm, hey, you're always worried about Drake. Um, it's not like he's a guaranteed start every week. He, you know, it, he's one of those guys that has some good games and really good games, and then he has some really stinkers. But, you know, if it's there's the a weakness in Buffalo worries. defense, it's mm-hmm. the rushing, you know, rushing defense. Oh, yeah, you're worried about yeah. the injury. Okay, you're worried yeah, about yeah, the injury. Yeah, okay. yeah, right. No, I but agree they expect him to play. Yeah, but the thing is, you know, he had to come off the field last week, so that that's yeah, what that's worries me point. about him. You yeah, know? that's a great. Uh, yeah. I, I'm so. not saying I love it. I don't. I look. I I, I went through it the We're other looking. day. I have I have three shares of Kenyon Drake, so it wasn't like I was really ever heavily vested in him. Right, right, right. Yeah. So, the, like Taz had said, the reason why I'm worried about Kenyon Drake because look, the Bills. Uh, have given up seven touchdowns to running backs in the last five games. So I think it's a good play for a running back against them this week. But the passing uh, defense, like uh, I think Taz alluded to, of the Bills is very good. But uh, Kenyon Drake is dealing with a shoulder injury the past couple of weeks, even was forced to the sidelines at some point uh, of, of the game last week. And uh, you know what? That's what leads me to a little uh, Frank Gore, 35-year-old Frank Gore, laughing in the face of Father Time, man. Uh, <laughs> past two weeks, 5.81 yards per carry. It's not like, you know, he, he's getting averaging just under 16 carries in his last three games, so he's getting volume, too. Uh, no TDs on the season for him. But like I said, with the, the Bills giving out touchdowns like, the, like candy on, on Halloween, this could be the week. Oh, it could be, but man, you're going to take that chance in week 13? Seriously? I, I mean, well, that's, maybe, that's a ballsy move. I'll, about, I'll, I'll give you the well, ballsy award for that, but <laughs> as much as I like Frank Gore. I'd do it you know, with your team. Yeah. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. If we were, put, if we were playing each other. What about a DFS play on Frank Gore? Like, like that, uh, that allow you know you what? If he, like, was, uh, if he was even getting random touchdowns, I might. Uh-huh. But he's only got one touchdown on the year. Mm-hmm. He's getting no red zone love whatsoever. Um, right. So yeah, I, I can't even in the. I, I can't touch him even in, in a GPP. I just right. can't touch him. Does he play next year? I see no reason for him not to. In a way, right? I mean, I guess it's up to him if his body could take it. 
Uh, I don't think it's any concern about his body. His body looks great. Like you said, he's been running strong the uh, last <laughs> few weeks. If he was any more involved in the passing game or getting touches in the red zone, this kid would be having a monster season for everybody. Right. Uh, the fact he's is he's not. That's killing me. Yeah, he's playing in a warm climate. <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I I don't see any reason why he shouldn't come back next year. He, he's I'd still take him over quite a few starting running backs in this league at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah, so we talked about the Bills' defense being sneaky good. Uh, They've scored the ninth most fantasy points among uh, fantasy defenses. That's uh, per CBS Sports. And their next three opponents uh, are uh, against – well, their next three opponents are top eight in fantasy points per game allowed to opposing fantasy defenses. So keep that in mind. Uh, you know, if you have them, hold on to them for the next few weeks, and maybe they could help you win a fantasy championship. Buffalo and, and Minnesota were two of the uh, two of the main defenses I targeted uh, mm-hmm. coming into like week ten for mm-hmm. this run, and just for that reason. Right. I uh, got a prop bet involving uh, Josh Allen and rushing yards in this game, uh, over or under twenty nine and a half rushing yards for Josh Allen. Uh, last week, 99 yards against the Jaguars. Uh, in his six other games, he's averaging 25.8 rushing yards per game. So, uh, Dallas, uh, not Dallas, uh, Vegas kind of hit this very close to uh, what his average is. But what do you think? Over or under the 29.5 for Josh? I think Allen? he goes over. Um, mm-hmm. Look, he, you know, he did it last week against a tough Jaguars defense, but he did it out of necessity. Uh, he was running for his life. Run like a cop chasing you. Um, and that's what he looked like to me last week. He was running like a cop was chasing him. Um, so, you know, I, I'm not sure he needs to do that as much this week. And, you know, Dolphins' defense is definitely not the Jaguars, but they're not bad either. Uh, but I, I still think that's an easy number. I think he can go over that number. I think he's going to learn to try and, you know, Remember that he needs to run a little bit more to try and open up this offense. And I, I think with him doing that, I, I think it gives them a little bit more of a chance. Right. Dolphins' eighth seed in the AFC at 5-6. and six. Bills still haven't really been eliminated either. 13th seed at 4-7. and seven. So what do you think happens in this game, Taz? Got the uh, Dolphins up by 3.5 and, and the over under 40. Uh, I, for some reason in my head, like Buffalo this week. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure why. Uh, Miami at home, you know, seems like so much safer bet. Hmm. But, you know... I, I just there's a gut feeling I have that I think Buffalo comes in here and beats them this week uh, mm-hmm. with their you know mostly with their defense. I, I I think they take take down Tannehill hard and, and mm-hmm. it's it's going to be hard for them to do anything else. So I'm going to go with Buffalo, uh, you know, taking the three and a half points mm-hmm. and uh, the over and under forty. Man, that's such a tough number. But I think I'm going to go over. I think I'm going to go over because I could see like a 24-21 game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I really don't feel strongly either way with this game. But uh, the Bills have been, just when you want to count them out, they do well. And uh, three and a half, I mean, all right. I guess if you put like a water pistol to my head, I think I would take with, with three and a half. You know, if it was three, I'd feel more uncomfortable. But I'll take uh, the Bills in the three and a half. 
and the and the forty. I'm gonna eh, I'll go slightly under. I, I think the Dolphins. Uh, this Kenny Stills thing is like the uh, the ice. Like there's something else brewing in that 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 uh, locker room. Well, who knows? Well, maybe, usually uh, you know. Go maybe ahead. The sneaky. No, I was gonna say maybe the sneak. Uh, this the uh, squeaky wheel. <laughs> gets the grease, yeah. The the problem is that squeaky wheel is probably also going to get Traverius White, mm-hmm. Traverius White, uh, covering his squeaky wheel. And you know what? Right. He, he he tends to put a lot of grease on that squeak. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. That is a good point. All right, so uh, yeah, I don't know. Should we start the uh, Bears Giants? Uh, should we uh, take a look at some of? Uh, yeah, let me give you a. You want to talk Bears Giants? You're a, Bear, you're a Bears fan, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a fan of anybody who's going to beat the Giants right now. Better draft pick, better draft pick, hashtag better draft pick. Yeah. Well, you know, look, in, the, in the two minutes we have left, let's, uh, we'll talk about the game, but let's talk about Eli a little bit here. What do you think? Now, I, I thought I, I saw a headline that uh, someone uh, in the Giants hierarchy thinks that there's an opportunity for Eli to be the starting quarterback again next season. Now, I know you <laughs> He started laughing, but, the folks, he started crying. No, no, I wasn't laughing. That was career. crying. Yeah. Oh, okay. It sounded like a little laugh that, that developed into a cry. But, uh, no, no, no. Oh, God, well, no. Talk about this. Yeah. Well, let me remind uh, the folks out there, 844-843-6879. You have any lineup questions uh, that you want to talk to us about or if you just want to console uh, the fantasy Taz. Ah. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I'd rather not. Okay, wait, let, let's do a real quick uh, prop bet while we get to that one minute. We get uh, time here. Let's see. Um, ooh, let's see. This is a good one. Who's going to have a better QB rating in week 13? <laughs> the odds are Baker Mayfield at plus 105 or Deshaun Watson at minus 135. Mm, that's an interesting one. And, you know, May- Mayfield has been – uh, on fire, really, past five weeks, and he should have been because he's had a really generous schedule. I, I, if you put a water pistol to my head, I'm going to say Deshaun Watson. Now, this is a, a Watson revenge game. Remember, that the Browns traded him, and that's how he became a Texan. Uh, I'm going to tell you this. Uh, I'll get back to it afterwards, but I'm going Baker Mayfield. After the break, I'll tell you why. I want to hear why. Okay, very good. All right, we'll be back. 844-843-6879. We'll take your calls next. Weekend Fantasy Update.